The views and opinions expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Henry Long, the author of Positive Energy 24-7. You can purchase an autographed copy of his motivational book, and you can also purchase the ebook version at writepath247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H-247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at writepath247. Gemstone Bracelets carries an array of men's and women's bracelets along with a line of lupus awareness and cancer awareness gemstone bracelets. You can follow them on Facebook or visit their store at Etsy.com or their website at www.premiobracelets.com. That's P-R-E-M-I-O-B-R-A-C-E-L-E-T-S dot com. Abundant Harvest Aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. Good morning and welcome back to my story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks. How are you this morning? I'm glad that you are able to join me. Um, I've had several questions to come up regarding two podcasts that I did that has mysteriously been wiped out. Um, I've got in contact with Anchor. One was an interview that I did, and another one was episode 27 that I did. So no need to worry. Um, Got in contact with Anchor and they're working on the situation to see what exactly happened to those two podcasts. But today's podcast is about what if. The what if involves being seen by a physician and how the physician acted when they came 
in the patient's room to see you. So, grab your cup of coffee because I have mine this morning. Grab your cup of tea. And if you're listening later on in the evening, grab your glass of your favorite wine and join me on What If. The first scenario of what if is if you went to the doctor for a follow-up appointment and the doctor came into the patient's room and started complaining about that he or she was an hour behind and they had no time for any extras. What if that happened to you? Well, that scenario happened to me. Yes, on Wednesday. I went to a follow-up appointment to a new rheumatologist that I was seeing. She came into the room Stating, I'm an hour behind and I don't have any time for any extras. So, um, what are you here for? Hmm, you're the one that scheduled a return appointment. So I said to myself, I'm here for a follow-up. A red flag immediately went off in my brain, stating that this visit was truly going to be a problem not only for me, but for the physician. So, she went through the lab work and said, you had a positive ANA, which is no surprise. I already knew that. And uh, she said that I'm going to place you back on Plaquenil, second red, red flag. I'm sitting there listening to her. And I told her, I said, well, if you look at the lab results, you can see that I had a um, positive U UA to come back for an infection. So I will need some antibiotics to clear the UTI. I told you I didn't have time for any extras. I looked and I said, oh, you don't have time for any extras. No, you can go right over there to urgent clinic and let them take care of that. And so my response was, so why am I sitting here in your office? You were the one to perform the test. So why should urgent care have to take care of this problem when I'm sitting right here in your office? Well, I told you I was an hour behind. That's not my problem. I'm here to see you now. And I have um, concerns especially when you're talking about putting me back on a drug that initially 
the physicians took me off of stating that it was doing more harm to me than good based on a blood disorder that I have. Well, I'm, I'm going over the lab work now and I don't see where it would be a problem for you to take it. And so I stated, you don't understand what I'm saying to you. This drug did more harm to me than good. Based on a blood disorder that I have. And then she said, well, I'm saying, I'm looking at the blood work, and it shouldn't be a problem. I said, I've seen the blood work, and it is a problem. I'm active. My ANA is active. My lupus is active. My fibromyalgia is active. My Sjogren's is active. And Plaquenil will not solve the problem with me. So, I stated to her, I brought in another medication at my initial visit with you that was given to me by the last rheumatologist I've seen, but he had the same attitude that you have right now, that you don't have time. Just take it and shut up, and it doesn't work with me. I explained to her that I may not have an MD behind my name, but yes, I'm a college graduate with graduate degrees. So don't play that or play my intelligence like this. So we went back to the antibiotic I requested. I said, so you're still not going to give me the antibiotic to clear up the infection in my urine? What are you uh, allergic to? She said it with an attitude. I told her I'm allergic to Bactrim. Anything with sulfur in it. Well, uh, I can prescribe you Cipro. I said, uh-huh. But if that doesn't work, I don't know what you're going to do. I said, but you took an oath to not to do any harm. And what you're doing right now is, in my opinion, doing harm. So she left out of the room. The MA returned. And said, okay, she's through. I said, so that's it. So she did not examine me at all. But she's through with me. And I said, it's no return appointment. The MA said, well, let me go see. No, you should have checked that prior to coming back to the room. Oh, she said she wanted to see you back in three months. So I stated, for what? What is she going to do in three months? Somebody please tell me that. Could not answer. So I checked out and the medical receptionist, I'm getting a sip of coffee right now. 
asked me my name. And red flag. Uh, which doctor did you see? And I told her the doctor's name. And what were you seeing for? I said, she did not notate that? No. I said, it was for a follow-up appointment for lupus. And she said, you know, I was a stenographer, and lupus involves the muscles and the joints, right? And I said, yeah, that's right. So I said, you're actually doing what the doctor should have done by documenting the visit herself, but you're doing the documentation yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, don't play with my intelligence like this. Oh, she wants to see you back in three months. I said, sure, fine. I walked out, and as I was walking out, my phone rang. It was my sister. And she asked me, well, what did the doctor say? And I told her, and she said, what? I said, yeah. She said, so what are you going to do? I said, you think I'm coming back to someone who prescribed me medication that I was taken off of because it did more harm to my body? I said, do you really think that? And she said, so what are you going to do now? I said, I'm going to pray on it. And that's what I did. I prayed on it. And I contacted um, a medical school, which is known very well in the United States, to see what I would have to do to get, well, this would be my eighth opinion regarding my lupus. Now, let me remind you, I was taken off of Plaquenil due to it causing more harm to my body than good. It really was not helping the lupus. Number two, they wanted me to do chemo. I refused. Number three, this doctor I seen on Wednesday places me back on Plaquenil stating that, oh no, I don't see a problem with it doing your body any harm. I don't know what you're talking about. But I told you initially the blood disorder that I had and why the doctors took me off. And you should have the medical records or you did not take the time to read the medical records prior to my visit. Now, I give you that doctors are busy, sure. And I'm not or shall I say, I have not seen all the doctors across the United States. But I just wonder, is there any physicians left with the real true concerns of a patient's well-being and health? And it's not about get them in, get them out, tell them this, 
write a prescription for this regardless of the effects that it will cause on the body? That is my question. And also, what if it happened to you? What will you have done? Let me know. And I'll be right back with the second what if. Welcome aboard Leah's Closet Royal Oak Vintage Boutique and Styling. Leah's Closet carries an array of designer vintage clothing. Check them out on IG at Leah's Closet Royal Oak Vintage. They do accept PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, and they also ship. If you're in the metropolitan Detroit area, stop by Leah's Closet at 722 West 11 Mile Road, Royal Oak, Michigan, 48067. Entrepreneur and creator of Right Side of 50, and I am my sister's keeper. Sheila Smith, motivational and empowerment speaker, is available for your next empowerment event and conference. You can book her for your next event at rightsideof50 at gmail.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-O-F-5-0 at gmail.com or call at 678-293-6821. Each one encourage one. Vita. Lupa Vita has changed their vision from just being a multivitamin company to becoming a lupus activist movement. Lupa Vita has partnered with a number of lupus nonprofits to unify the goal of educating the community about lupus. They have built a support community through social media platforms and will continue to be a place for anyone to learn about lupus. Why choose Lupa Vita? Their vitamins are formulated with the help of rheumatologists, nutritionists, and functional medicine practitioners. Lupa Vita is made in an FDA registered facility. You can purchase Lupa Vita directly from their website, lupavita.com. That's L-U-P-A-V-I-T-A.com or on Amazon. As always, before taking any medication or supplement, consult with your rheumatologist first.
Okay, we're back. Now the second serenio of what if is I was speaking to a young man the other day. He had called me and stated, Susan, my leg is so swollen. It was his left leg. And it's hard for me to put pressure on it. And I said, okay. And I asked him, is any part of your leg warm to the touch? He said, yes. I told him, you need to go to the nearest ER because you have blood clots. And he said, no, it couldn't be because I just came back from the emergency room the other night. And they said it wasn't that. And I said, well, did they examine you? He said, they looked at my leg. I said, did they run tests on you? He said, no. I said, get to the nearest hospital, ER, I said, better yet, go to the best trauma hospital we have in Detroit. And I said, they'll, they'll take care of you. And he said, well, I don't want to go down there. I said, well, you know what? You either have two choices. You can sit on the phone and keep going back and forth with me. Or you can go down there and get help. I said, they will take care of you at that hospital. And he said, okay. He said, I'll call you when I get down there and let you know what they stated. And he called me from down there. And he told me that if he had not went when I told him, the doctor said he would have been dead because he had three blood clots traveling up towards his heart. Now the what if is, the emergency room that he initially went to, at first, and they told him to stop smoking, and he told them he never smoked a day in his life, and they told him to elevate the leg and the swelling would go down. What if he would have gotten up off of that stretcher in the emergency room and died right there without the doctors in the ER really examining him. What if that was your brother, your son, your nephew, your friend, whatever. Just what if? What if 
the doctors in the emergency room looks at his insurance and states we can't really bill for nothing to get income off of him. What if if you if the hospital had residents working in the ER and they were just too lazy to get up and do their job? What if no one really cared about how he was treated? Just what if? And see, what I don't understand, you say that you want to go into the field of medicine to help, but you're causing more harm. And I'm not saying all doctors are like this. But the ones that I have run into, Lord, what can I say? It's like they don't give a damn. They're just there to do their eight hours to collect a paycheck. But what if? You thought about it several times before you went to college to become a physician. What if, if you place your ego and arrogance aside, how many people you could help and not think about how much money the hospital could make in return? What if they treated all patients like these doctors that I have had encounters with and my friend has had encounters with. He could have died if he would have listened to the physicians in the ER and just said, oh, it'll go away. The doctor said, it'll go away. You didn't run any tests on it. But what if you did run the test, regardless of whatever insurance he may have had? You could have saved his life. What if I never picked up the phone when he called to tell me about the swelling and the pain in his leg? What if, what if the medical schools that are training these physicians taught a class in ethics and maybe bedside manner? What if? What if the physicians that the medical students are learning up, up under would teach them how to treat patients with respect and not to think you're above. What if? That's my what if scenarios. 
Just think about it. What if? You don't have to be disrespected by no physician. Anyone. As far as that goes. Because you know your body better than anyone else. What if? I hope you enjoyed my what if. To me it was deep. It really was. Physicians, I pray that you put your egos aside. I pray that you stop looking down your nose at patients. I pray that you start caring for your patients. I pray that the physicians that you're working up under will teach you. the proper way to treat patients. So what if? That's it for me. I hope you had a pleasant week and I hope you never run into any what ifs. But if you have, Call in and let me know, and we'll talk about what ifs. And never forget, you do have a patient bill of rights. And we'll do an episode on that also. I hope you have a most peaceful, positive, and prosperous weekend for the next time. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, for my story, Living with Lupus. I'll see ya. The views and opinions expressed on My Story, Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. Be on the lookout on SoundCloud for new music titled Blue Better, Do Better, The Story of Raven Granddaddy.